Hello, basketball fans, and welcome to another edition of the Hoop Jack Podcast Series. I am your host, Christopher Armistead, and with me, as always, coming back from a, I want to say, a busy week is the marvelous Jacob Atkins. Jacob, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm I'm glad to be home. How are you? Glad to, glad to be home. Good. You know, it's a short work week this week. It's a three-day work week for me. Oh, it's a two-day work week for me. <laughs> Yeah, we um I didn't know it until last week, but Black Friday is a salaried employee holiday with us. Ooh, so salaried employee holiday. Hmm. My staff has to work, but I don't. <laughs> Which means I will be going downtown shopping all day. Are you gonna huh, what are you looking for? That new uh try to find a PlayStation five if there's any available. <laughs> I'm I'm going hunting for Pokemon cards, man. <laughs> Pokemon cards, magic cards. I'm going looking for it all. He's going to catch them all, right? Got to. <laughs> all right. So uh, while you were gone, we had some great you know, co-hosts fill your spot, but uh, it's good to have you back. Uh, we have a lot to discuss. Uh, and for one thing, we always like to have fun to do is our This Day in History. And one that we did miss, and I can't believe I missed it, was last Friday was the whole does the malice at the palace. We've talked about it. It's amazing that this was missed. And it's amazing how we missed it. And I'm, I was so mad at myself because we missed it. And for those of you who don't know what Malice of the Palace is, if you've been living under a rock, especially sports fans, if you've been living under a rock, was the infamous Pacer, uh, Pacer Piston Brawl that involved four ejections and two... Was it two players missing out on the rest of the season or three? Yeah, I think it was two. It was two. It was Ron Artest and um, why can't I remember? Uh, why can't I remember his name? And you know who oh. I'm talking about, but I can't remember his name. Yeah, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Steven Jackson. That's who it is. Steven Jackson. Yep. Steven Jackson. Uh, those two ended up getting ended the losing the rest of the season and Jermaine O'Neal missed about half of that season as well as um, Rashid Wallace. Was it Rashid Wallace? I believe one of the Wallace twins. Yeah, it was. Uh, no, I think it was. Was it, was it Ben Wallace? It was it both ben. of them? I know Rashid. No, it was one. It was one of, it was one of them because only four players were massively um, penalized. For something that a fan did. Yeah, that whole situation was just a disaster. And if you if you guys don't know what Malice at the Palace was, especially, uh, head over and we talked we talked about this at one of our beginning episodes. Head over to Netflix, go to um, Malice at the Palace. It's part of the um, oh, what series is it called? I can't. I've, I've only seen the Malice at the Palace. Let me see. I got a uh, the Untold series, Malice uh, at the yeah, Palace on, on Netflix. I can't believe is it is it Monday? Are we are we okay? It is. I feel, I feel like Monday. we're not doing okay. It, it's Monday. I I didn't get home till didn't get home until ten last night on the road all week. It is what it is. So. That was the one that we had regretfully missed. Uh, but what are some of the ones that are today that you know we can't we can't miss out on? So we've mostly got monster performances today. Um, Alvin Robertson 
1986, long before you and I were ever thought of, had 10 steals in one game against the Clippers. Going forward to 1997, Brevin did 20 assists in one game. Gosh. And then in 2001, Jamal Tinsley of the Pacers dished out 23 assists in one game. Gosh, that's just... But the big thing that happened today in one game, something that takes most people probably three, maybe four games, depending on the player, to put up these numbers. Wilt Chamberlain in 1964 dropped 50 on the Warriors and grabbed... 40 rebounds in a two-point <laughs> loss to the Pistons. Oh. He scored over half their points. 40 rebounds. Now let's see total rebounds. He had four out of 73 rebounds. Wow. Over half their points he had and over, over half. half played That's 48 crazy. minutes. He played the 53, whole game. 53% from the field. Play the whole game. Now, he, now think about this. Would you ever see in today's NBA someone play the entire game other than, say, you know, LeBron, who's done, what, 45 minutes? I mean, if you if someone's minutes, the game's gone into overtime. It's, yeah. No. I mean this not even close. I mean, there, there was a season he he averaged more minutes per game than a regulation game holds. It was like 48.1 or something like that. That's crazy. Like on an so, on an average night, he was playing more minutes than a regulation game. That's insane. It is insane. And 40 rebounds, too. The only person who I could think of would come close would probably be Shaq or... Yeah, maybe Bill Russell. Maybe Bill Russell, maybe David Robinson, but or Ron Artest, but that's about it. Let's see. Most I think most rebounds in a game. I know. Game. I mean, Wilt we'll, we'll takes I mean, the cake on that one. Fifth. Well, Let me see who... Uh, came close. Yeah, so 55 for Wilt. The next three were Bill Russell. Okay. So the whole the whole top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. So 23 out of the highest... 23 out of the 24 highest rebounding games were Bill Russell or Wilt Chamberlain. That's and the crazy. only one that was not Bill Russell or Wilt Chamberlain was Nate Thurmond, Bill or Wilt Chamberlain's teammate. That's crazy. No one from the modern era NBA came even close. I mean, this whole list, I, I, there's maybe – Four names that are not Bill Russell or Will Chamberlain. Nobody is in the top 50 that is this era. That's crazy. I mean, no one's trying to just grab the board. I'm trying to win the most recent 
name I would, was. I would think Shaq or at least Dennis Rodman. I think Dennis Rodman had like 20, what, 25 I mean, in one game? Anybody. He's not on that. Gosh. That's crazy. Um, I wish there was more on this list because I would really like to see how it would stack up. I would really like to see when you start seeing modern, modern players, players, but we're not. So they're just that's, not here. They're just not on there. So that was our this day in history, guys. So next up on our list, we have you know the NBA talk. I think one of the big stories out of the weekend was I think people wanted to say it was malice at the palace too, but I don't think it, we can call it that. It was just a shoving. It was match. just a shoving match. Where it was an accident followed by a hothead. I and think a Isaiah Stewart was a little hot. Like you said, he was a hothead for yeah. the way that it happened. Even I could tell that LeBron, it wasn't like an intentional elbow. It and, wasn't a Ron Artest elbowing James Harden to the head. And after that? The, yeah, after the game... Anthony Davis said, as soon as it happened, LeBron turned around and said, oh, my bad. I didn't mean to. So it's like, it's just the heat of the moment where, you know, I don't know what he was trying to prove, Isaiah Stewart. I mean, just how tough he was, but it wasn't like it was intentional. And then Isaiah Stewart still fight after the fact that, what are you trying to do now? Calm down. Go take a shower. Like, get out. Like just, just breathe. Just breathe, man. Breathe. Uh, Did Lakers LeBron get suspended on that. I know both players were ejected. I did not see yet if there was suspensions. Um, as uh, of at, three hours ago, he had not been suspended. I don't. So, think. nothing. So and then after and Lakers ended up winning that game one twenty one to one sixteen, bringing their record to a you know mediocre nine and nine. Are you know are you worried that the Lakers are not favored to win the West? Yes, I would be very worried if I was the Lakers nine and nine for. LeBron James and Anthony Davis would be like panic button. But when you count that there's Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, and um, big old, old big boy, I can't think of his name, uh, DeAndre Davis, Jordan. DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan. Jordan. Like on paper, this team is grossly underperforming. Nine and nine, it's time to start panicking and seeing if you can start pulling some guys in, dumping some guys out. They're, they they're just they're slow and they're old. So, you want, so new ESPN power rankings came out today. Lakers are not in the top 10. Yeah, they shouldn't be. They are not in the top 10 all things considered. So, starting at 10, we have Dallas sitting at 9 and 7. Fair? Um Luca doing yeah. the best that he can, you know, still Fair. sitting two games above 500. They're doing all right so far. You no, know, he still doesn't have much help. So, yeah, no. that's fair. 
Uh, number nine, Milwaukee Bucks, nine and eight. It's it's starting to look a little stressful for them too. Giannis, you know, try again. He's doing the most he can, playing both ends of the floor. But without, you know, I think Drew Holiday. I don't know if he's. I think he's still out. Yeah, they still don't have DiVincenzo either. So, like Grayson Allen is like one of the guys that Milwaukee's relying on. So, but I also think I wouldn't worry much about them as the Lakers though, because you know. Giannis can still get you a double double, even a triple double every night, the, every the, other night or two. The Bucks' problems are rooted in injury. Players are going to get healthy. The Lakers are not necessarily injured. Yeah, and they're losing. It's they're just, losing with their full arsenal. Mm-hmm. We have number eight, Denver Nuggets, nine and eight. I'm. I the one thing I'm worried about right now is Jokic has to, you know, start playing like he earned the MVP. And I don't think he did earn the MVP. I don't think he earned it either. Just because, you know, his stats were good, but that team was not the team that I felt was going to win a title anyways. Yeah, I don't think Jokic can win a title as the best player. And... You know, he won last year kind of by default because he played all 72 games and his team made the playoffs without their second best player. Mm. But so that's that's it. Like, even Russell Westbrook has made the playoffs without yeah. having anybody. Like, you don't, that's that it, it needs to be more than that. It does need to be more than that. And I also feel like MVP, and I think we talked about this before, MVP needs to be at the end of the finals it not should, at the end of the regular season matter playoffs matter more than a regular season because i mean because in the regular season you work hard to get to your spot but what you do in the finals matters too because if you cannot lead them to a title that's not a mvp yeah you've overall gotta, you've got to at least make a conference final i think yeah uh, sitting at seven and a little bit of surprise to me because I'm looking at, you know, that little um, bet that we have going on with records wise. Yeah. The Wizards are sitting at 11 and five. And they're number seven. What was their I, projected wins at? Before they were the they were uh, last season. They had 34 wins. We both put under 34 wins. I don't. Yeah. It's going to be close just because. Washington has a good start, but can they hold it with, you know, the talent? Yeah. I'm not saying that they can't. I'm saying it's going to be tough. They're playing good, but it's it's still too early to see if they're a good team. Right. They're just playing really well. Uh, number six, um, no hate here uh, because, you know, if I did, I'd hear it all from you. The Miami Heat are sitting at 11-6 and, and the sixth spot of the power rankings. I think that's a little under they're I think they're underrated. I would put them at um, I would put them at four. You put them at four. Not grossly underrated, but I would put them at four. I like what they're doing now. You know, Butler's doing good, Autobio, Hero, Robinson, even you know, Lowry. They're all playing good basketball. Tough schedule so far in the early season, but they've been doing Putting up great numbers. Yeah. Spolstra still leading the team to try to get back to, you know, 
the finals back like they did in 2020. You know, I think we might be looking at six man of the year, coach of the year, and defensive player of the year on Miami. I'd like to see that. Right now, Hero's running away with six man of the year already. Running away, not even close. Not yeah, it's not even close. No, no six man is playing better than Tyler Hero. Spolstra, I don't think I didn't even think that realistically they would start as well as they did. And then Bam out of bio is just a machine. So I, I I agree with sixth man of the year, coach of the year. You know, I'm I probably have another team in mind, but we'll get to that here in a second. But depending um, on how the Wizards finish, oh, I wasn't Wizards, even, I, I wasn't thinking about the Wizards, but okay. <laughs> if the Wizards stay on course the way they are right now, then it would be really tough to not put them or put their coach as coach of the year. We'll see. Um. So sitting at five, uh, eleven and five record, the Jazz. I would put the. I think the Jazz are overrated. I would switch Miami and Utah just for this spot because who we have at number four, I feel deserves the number four spot. Uh, number four, we have the twelve and five Bulls. Chicago's playing really well. You know, Demar Derozan's playing probably the best he has in you know the last few years. Lonzo, Levine, even yeah. the Caruso is put in work. You know, people thought DeMar DeRozan was going to sign a vet minimum for the Lakers. And now he's, what, third in the league in scoring? Yep. The go-to guy for the, the four, number four ranked team in their conference. Like, the, it wouldn't surprise me if people got – or if he got some most improved votes because of where he was last year compared to where he is this year. I agree. I feel a lot of people counted him out for simply, you know, he wasn't doing a whole lot with San Antonio. And, you know, they felt even the Lakers were like, let's offer him the vet minimum. Let's offer him, you know, just a just a role player situation. Now we'll look at him in Chicago putting in he's getting over 20 points a game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Chicago it's having a great start. They haven't had the start like this since probably the Rose era. Yeah. Uh, sitting at number three is uh, Brooklyn, 12 and five. Now, still, you know, no Kyrie, which I feel everyone's going to now just pretty much know that he's not playing the rest no, of the year. Playing. So, Will. How will that come time come towards playoff time with no Kyrie? You know, you're trying your best with, you know, the players you have. And I'm not saying that the Nets couldn't get to the Eastern Conference Finals. A finals run will be tough for the Nets because Durant and Harden can't do it all. I mean, Joe Harris is doing good. Blake Griffin's putting in some good work considering where he's at. Uh, Bruce Bowen is trying. That team is good. But I just don't see a finals, NBA finals, Eastern Conference finals, sure. NBA finals, not seeing it right now. I don't see them winning an NBA finals, but I see them going just because no one else is really at that level in the East. You wouldn't consider Miami up there? Miami doesn't have the offensive firepower at the end of the day. They don't have a Kevin Durant. Like, Jimmy Butler can do all these great things. Tyler Hero can come off the bench and do this and that. Kyle Lowry is really, really solid. But I'm taking the Slim Reaper over 
everybody Miami has seven days a week and twice on Sunday. Okay. Uh, sitting at number two, 13 and three Phoenix, you know, coming off a fi- NBA finals loss. They're having a great start to the year. Can this hold up? And would we see a repeat to the finals? I think or is it tough? Hold up. Phoenix is a really, really good team. Devin Booker is finding his rhythm. Chris Paul is still playing unbelievable. DeAndre Ayton is still, I mean, proving why he should be a max player. I, I think this will keep up for Phoenix, but I don't think Phoenix goes to the NBA Finals. And sitting at number one, and- I want I want my respect and my credit because when the schedule came out. I said Golden State is going to make noise and they're going to be really good. And we went through their, their schedule. Uh, yeah, I remember we, we went through we their whole schedule. Their, we, we predicted, predicted that. I, we did. You know what? This is where ESPN needs to hire us. We went through that whole schedule up until Christmas break. And we said, this team, even without Clay, we know that Curry could, Curry did it by himself. And now the fact that he it's him, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Gary Payton the second. This team, I tell you, we need to be hired by ESPN. We do we need to be hired. Steph might get another unanimous MVP. I think this is another year where he gets the unanimous MVP. Yeah. This is like the best start he's had except for maybe the 73 win season. Yeah. This is his best start. This is the best start that that team's had since then. Look, pull up his stats this pull year. Up, pull up. In the last – he is – we talked about this last show. He is on pace to breaking his own three-point made record by about 43s. And, like, the top – or, like, it's all him and Clay Thompson. It's him. Yeah. Not even close. He's averaging 28, 6, and 7 this year. He's had – He's averaging like also like three or four threes, three or four threes made a game, maybe close to five. Against the Nets, he had nine threes. He had nine threes, four in the first quarter. It's not, this, it's not even close where he's at compared not to not even close. So he's shooting 43% from the three point line, 96% from the free throw line, and 48%. So, looking at that list that we have, we both said over the late the they they last season they only had thirty nine wins, and we both said over for Golden State. So let's, I think let's this go is, through some of his performances this year. Let's go through first it. game we of the, the season. He had a twenty point triple double. Second game of the season, he had a forty point double double. Then he took some time off. Twenty seven points. Twenty three points. Right back at it. 36.7 rebounds, eight assists. Had a couple bad games, 20 points, 50 points, 25 points, 40 points, 24 points, 37 points, 40 points. Like this dude is just unbelievable. He just needs people gotta stop messing with him. No, this team, this team has and the irony is that this team. NBA preseason wise was not in the top three. They were not even in conversation with the top three. I don't know because we even we we talked about this before the even the season even started. 
the Warriors might not have looked the part, but we knew looking at their schedule that it wouldn't have been close. So I think we, we I think we said that the max losses they were gonna have by Christmas was what ten? Yeah, I don't think or, they we had them with very many. I don't think we had it with that many losses, but and we knew that if they had a strong start, no one was going to stop them. In his unanimous MVP season, he averaged 30 points, six and a half assists, five and a half rebounds on 50% from the field, 45% from three, and 90% from the free throw line. So right now, he's at – oh, I lost it. I'm going to have to pull it back up here. He's on pace right now to. Okay, so right now he's at 28.4. So he's down in points. He is up in rebounds and he is the same in assists. And he's shooting. Let's see, get his percentages here. Right now he's shooting. 47% from two, which is a little bit below where he was then. It's a little bit below. His percentages are down, which that's expected. His usage is up. They don't have Clay Thompson, but his free throw percentage is 96. It's up. And so. they're 15 and two. When no one, like, no one thought they had a true number two, no one thought they could be 15 and two. No. Like, how, how does a team that has won three championships, has a two-time MVP. How do they exceed expectations? <laughs> Steph freaking Curry. And it's also the fact that how do you not put them in the top what? They weren't even – were they even top five? I don't Pre-se- think they were. I don't think they were. Preseason poll, I don't think they were top five. I think it was, it was Brooklyn, the Lakers, then Milwaukee, and then I believe Phoenix was right behind them. So we have breaking news right now. Um, as of three minutes ago, LeBron James has been suspended for tonight's game. I think it's against the Knicks or tomorrow, whenever they play again. LeBron James is not playing against the Knicks. And Isaiah Stewart will be suspended two games. So, okay. So going along with that, was LeBron James right for being – was LeBron James – Isaiah Stewart, I agree, that suspension. LeBron suspended for one – I mean, he has to be. He has to be. The rules, because that's the rule. The rules are pretty clear. Yeah. He, he was rightfully ejected, accident or not. The refs got it right. The league got it right. And it it gives the league credibility, I think, that they're willing to suspend LeBron James. They yeah. could have said, this is LeBron James. He's one of the most powerful people in the league. We can't suspend him. Let's just find him. So kudos to the league for suspending him. Yeah. So that was our break, little breaking news, little segment. And so to end kind of the NBA talks, we see we've we've gone through. So real quick going back, we pretty much were right with the over and over for the Warriors. I feel like they're going to beat definitely beat 39 wins. The Suns, we had them at 51. I had them at under. You had them at the same. How do you feel about that one? I'm still feeling good about that. So you're still feeling good about 51? Yeah, 51 seems right. Brooklyn, they were 48 wins last year. They're at 12 now. We both said over. I feel like it's going to be close. What did, What were they at again? 
They were at 48 wins last season. And we picked over? And we both picked over. They're at 12 right now, so they need 30. Think, <laughs> they need 37 to win. They need they're 37. Gonna be, they're going to be at that, I think. Okay. Chicago, uh, thirty. they're at 12 wins. They had 31 last season. We both said over. Yeah, they're going to destroy that. Uh, the Jazz, uh, fifty-two. They're at eleven wins. They had fifty-two last season. We both picked under. I kind of agree with that one. I don't think Utah is going to have the season like they did last year. Yeah, I just I, don't I see it. Agree. Uh, Miami, the Heat, they had forty wins, and we both said over. It's looking like they might hit over. And they're at eleven right now. The Wizards, <laughs> we both said it under. So wrong. And they have eleven right now. They need to get to thirty-four or thirty-four wins. The Nuggets, we they had forty-seven wins last season. We both said under, and they're at nine and eight. What do you think? That one. That one could. I mean. I, I feel think like they're going to be kind of in it's that gonna be close. area. I feel like it's going to be close. Milwaukee, we had – there are nine wins. They had 46 last season, and we both said over. Yeah, that one's looking like we're going to miss that. And then the last one from the top ten, we had Dallas. They're at 42 – they had nine wins. They had 42 last season. I said they'll have the same. You said over. It's not looking like I'm going to get that one. I don't think I'm going to get that one either. I just don't feel like they're going to get 42. Yeah, I don't think they will. So that's going to be it for our NBA talk. So if any other news shows up, we'll hit you with that breaking news segment. Uh, but for now, we have our little college update. So college basketball in full swing. Some big games happening this week. One of the big games that I have seen this week is actually – Tomorrow night, number one versus number two, Gonzaga versus UCLA at the Good Sam Empire Classic. That one's going to be a really good game. Number one versus number two. I hate to say it, but I'm going to go with Gonzaga. Oh, I want to go UC. I want to go with the UCLA Bruins on that one. I feel like it's going to be a really good game. I, I, I want to root for Gonzaga, but. UCLA is looking strong this year. I mean, but they're both four and zero. But I want to see UCLA come out on top. I feel like it's going to be a blowout either way. I don't you think it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a close game. Really? Very rarely do these games live up to the hype. I think it's going to think... be. A, or I'm I'm calling a ten point win either way. You're calling a ten point win for Gonzaga. I'll either call... way, whoever I... wins is going to win by ten. I call under 10, but I pick UCLA just because I feel like it could be close. I hope now, it is. I hope it is too. Uh, another good matchup that I've seen this week, top 25 wise, is the 24th, which is a Wednesday. Uh, we have number 22 uh, ranked Connecticut, the Huskies, a 4 0, take it on Auburn, the War Eagle, the Tigers. 3 and 0, they're 19th in the nation. Uh Yukon the favorite. I hope Yukon does well. 
the Mountaineers play UConn this season. And I'm not going to bet against the Mountaineers against anybody. <laughs> I know you're not. So you would... the better UConn does, the more satisfying it's going to be when West Virginia beats them. You would bet your whole house on West Virginia winning that game. <laughs> Unless it's a team they're supposed to beat. Then they're going to lose. They win those games they're not supposed to and lose the games they're supposed to win. So that's the life of a Mountaineer fan. That's <laughs> that's the life of any college fan. That's how I felt every year when we would play you guys. <laughs> so if you guys don't know the backstory behind those, we're both college tennis players. We both played in the same conference. And let's just say, you know, I didn't enjoy, you know, losing. I, I didn't mind losing. I just wanted to lose with some validity. <laughs> In a sense. And, you know, it's it's crazy. Like, we were good, but the team they have now would beat the dust off of the teams I played on. That's because you guys recruit from, like, Serbia and well, Slovakia. We, we didn't. We When I was growing up and I wanted to play for UC, that was when I first started playing, UC was where I wanted to go. And my, my tennis coach at the time went to UC. All my coaches went to UC. I had three. Michael Bumgardner played one at UC. Cherith Altizer played one yeah. singles, one dub, one singles or two singles for UC. And Justin Turner played six singles for UC. So all my coaches went there. So I wanted to go there. And I was told our coach would never recruit somebody who was ESL. So if, if English was not their first language, he would not recruit them. That's because, interesting. Yeah, that was just his philosophy at the time. Like huh. He wanted... Yeah, us to be able to talk to each other and interact and not mm. kind of like segregate so, off like we do. And now he's recruiting good players more than just English people. Yeah. So before we before we get off on this little tangent, so guys, um, real quick, uh, uh, before we get into our one on one Hooper profile, I just want to let everyone know that uh, we are. Going to be uh, looking for more opportunities for our brand to grow and opportunities for our Hooper profiles to be more involved. So we are looking, we want to reach out to you guys. We want to be able to know more about you and, you know, your life stories. So again, if you guys want to be a part of the show, don't be afraid to message us. Like we're not scary. Trust me, we're not. We're very, you know, kind-hearted people. There are kind-hearted people out there in the world. People just don't look for us. Yeah, just hit us up. Yep, and then uh, some big news on my end as well. Kind of go before we go into our mindful moment. I am actually finally getting a place of my own. Nice. Finally moving out getting our own apartment so now i gotta be i'm gonna be losing money in the process but you know that's what happens you when can't goes high. you can't beat the freedom though can't beat the freedom though you're right there's I always only, that luxury i only have to answer to my wife here i don't have to answer to anybody else that's right so so, so that's so we're so again if you guys ever want to be a part of our hooper profile just hit us up but please get ready we have a fun interview coming up make sure to so, so coming up next is our one-on-one -on -one hooper profile with overseas men's basketball player 
Henri Wade Chapman. So stay tuned. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Hoop Jack Podcast Series. And today for our one-on-one Hooper profile is overseas professional men's basketball player Henri Wade Chapman. Henri, it's good to have you on the show. Appreciate you for uh, inviting me here. No problem. So I know in different time zones right now, it's probably, you know, like you said, I think it was a seven-hour difference from my area to yours. Yeah, it's, um, it's 9 o'clock over here, which is probably 1 two p.m. Eastern time. Something yeah, like that. 2 o'clock here. So how's that, How's that? Uh, first of all, been when, being an overseas player, how have you been able to kind of adjust to that? Oh, this is like my sixth year being pro, so it's just it's kind of normal. I don't really sleep that much anyway back home or here, so I'm kind of just up at random times. So I play the game a lot, so I kind of catch my friends on the game. It's not that's, that bad. And that's good to hear. I mean, you know, the it's tough that, you know, sleep-wise it's tough, but the – the amount that you get to play is unbelievable compared to like anyone else given that opportunity. Yeah, sleep wise, it's kind of weird for me because I, I kind of sleep through the day. Like I, I sleep, go go to the gym, come back, and I'll be up through the night, catch some NBA games, and it's just, it's just weird. It's kind of weird. Yeah. So when you started playing uh, sports wise, you grew up in. I believe it's called Belt Hoover, Pittsburgh. Bill Hoover, yeah, Belt. from Pittsburgh, from Pittsburgh, PA, from the south side of Pittsburgh neighborhood called Bell Hoover. So, what was it like, kind of growing up in that area and kind of the basketball culture, growing up around Belt Hoover? Uh, it's the traditional urban, inner city type of neighborhood type of vibe. Uh, I was more so. Pittsburgh is more so a football city. So my first love was football. I always was good in basketball. I, I, I played basketball as much as I played football, but, like, my first love is football, honestly. I did see that you in high school uh, and you went to Brashier High School, you were a two-sport athlete in football and basketball. So was it hard to kind of narrow down the decision for what you wanted to kind of compete in? when you wanted to commit to basketball? Uh, yeah, it's called uh, Brashear High School. Um, no, it, actually, the basketball just fell into my lap. I honestly, um, I wanted to come out and play football, but uh, my grades was my grades wasn't up to par, so I had to go to a JUCO, but it didn't work out. So I came home and went to a community college and, the second half of the semester, I played on the basketball team and got seen from uh, Coach Coach Pat Cleary from Edinburgh University down when we was in the regional, I think regional finals or something like that. And uh, I got invited to go to Edinburgh University and like a second, I had to sit out a year. Second year, I got a scholarship and I started playing basketball in college. So it just kind of it kind of fell in it just kind of fell into my lap. Right. So you had talked about before Edinburgh was community college and it was community college of Allegheny College, correct? Yeah. Yeah. 
So what was kind of the play like there um, as far as JUCO Community College and the play and your decision to eventually transfer to Edinburgh? What was the decision for that? I mean, I was just kind of going day by day. I was I was kind of young when I graduated from high school. I was like, I just turned 17. So the time I was in community college to the time I got to Edinburgh, it was I was still kind of young. Um, I just, I just wanted to, I had to, I had to get out of Pittsburgh and farther, farther my other education. Like it was community college at CCAC is cool, but it's just like, it's like being in like the 13th grade in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So you uh, wanted to get out of Pittsburgh. So you decided to go to Edinburgh and what was that experience like for you? I had a great experience. Uh, they had four years up there. My first year, I had to sit out because I had to get my uh, GPA up. And then after that, I played. That was a three-year starter. Um, top ten scoring. We didn't win a championship, but like uh, we did some great things up there. Say so it was like one of the times in my life I had a great time up there. And then you finished out your college career at Edinburgh, correct? Yeah. And then you started your professional career in Spain, I believe. Yeah, I got my first I got my first contract in Valladolid, Spain in uh the silver division. And and the team was called CBC Valladolid. CBC Valladolid. Valladolid. Yeah. And what was that team like when you first started your professional career? Uh, I first got there. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I never, never been out the country before. Nothing like that. So I got there. It's, it was like tough to adjust for like the first month, I guess, something like that. Mm-hmm. But then we got rolling. Uh, start winning the, start winning a lot of games, and ended up winning the um, lab. Was a lab silver, lab silver uh, championship. So, like you had said, it was a tough kind of experience to start because you're kind of immersed in a different culture. And were your teammates and coaches able to kind of help you through kind of the changes that you were going through? I mean, it was it wasn't nothing they could really help me with. Uh, it was just settling down I was I mostly played shooting guard when I was in college and I had to come to Spain and play point guard and um I was lucky enough for the owner of the team to be um Mike Henson he played at LSU with Shaq and Mahmoud uh, Abdul-Raouf which he used to be Chris Jackson back in the time mm-hmm. so it was he's like he was a big help me because he knows like he, he was a pro for a long time he's he's uh half spanish half american he played at the highest level with one of the greatest basketball players ever in college so it was a great help made me just feel comfortable and the fans there the, the fans there show you so much love and there's so much support that it just it just make you feel at home so and winning helps too and that's good to hear that um, you had a good first year 
overseas. And then after CBC, you played for Harnu Saddam of Estonia. Uh, after my first year, I went back to Valladolid for my second year. We moved up to Gold. It's right under the ACB. I had a, I had one of my best years my second year. We didn't win the championship. We lost in the playoffs, but like I had a I think I was like top five scoring in the league. Started some games, came off the bench some games, but uh, that was probably one of my favorite teams and some of my favorite teammates I ever had on that team. Mm-hmm. And then, what? Where did you go after? Uh, CBC. When did you uh, make I that? I went to to Parnu, Parnu Saddam in Estonia. And uh, what was that transition like going from uh, Spain to Estonia? Uh, the weather, man. The weather and the culture is totally different. It's like the North Pole there. It snows so crazy there. It's, it's ridiculous. My so, um my apart my apartment was my apartment was like two blocks away from a beach, but I never got to go to the beach because it was froze until probably Jan until probably June. And I was already back in America at that time. Yeah. So you had a lot of winter wear to kind of have to deal with this within Estonia, but you enjoyed playing with Par Parnu Saddam. Your time yeah, there. Yeah, uh, we um, my time there. We we brought the team its first medal of the league. We won third place in the league. Um, they had a pretty good team. We just had to play the team we lost to was just a, a better team. They play in a higher league and the Estonian league, so it's kind of tough to compete with them type guys because they have like a different budget so they could bring better talent. But we fought, we fought pretty hard and we came out with a medal. So it was a win for the season. It was the first medal that that team won in the history of the club, I think. That's good to hear that you were able to be a part of that. Yeah. And then how long were you, were you with uh, Parnu Saddam? I did one year there. And then after after your time in Estonia, did you go back to Spain or? Yeah, you... I went. I went back to Spain. I went to a team called Castelio in the um, Lab Gold Division. Mm-hmm. Basket Castelio. Yeah. And how was how was it being able to go back to Spain, knowing that you had already been in there in your first go around? But with a different club, uh, I loved it because it was, you know, I was familiar. I was familiar with it, and um, Castelio is like it's South Spain, so it's, it's it's nice weather all year round. Nice beach there, and um, had the, uh, the the team gave me a stick shift car. Had to teach myself how to drive it. It only took me about three days to learn myself. And then how long were you with Basket Castello? Castello? Uh, I was there with him one year, and uh, that was the COVID year. So the season ended kind of early, about two months earlier 
than usual. So with that having gone on, especially being overseas, you know, no telling what was going on during that time. What was it like for you, especially being in a in Spain, how the pandemic hit you both mentally and uh, physically being able not having not been able to play? Well, so it was it was strange, but it just falls into like what I do. I'm, I like to just chill. I'm a homebody. So I play the game a lot and sleep if I'm not at practice. So we had probably like two weeks off because they didn't know what was going on. But then when you go to the grocery store, you have to go like early in the morning because, you know, it was like everybody was in there panicking and buying all, all the food and all the toilet paper and everything. So if you go to the store by the time it's, probably what 10 in the morning everything's gone uh, nobody was outside literally it was just like a ghost town and you're just in your apartment chilling until you find out what's going on when they finally um made the decision to end the season that's when uh me and my agent and the team discussed how i would depart from the team and uh I think I came home on the last day before they tried to close the borders to get back into America. Wow. Talk about, talk about a close call. Yeah. So being able to come back home, were you taking the time to kind of spend time with family and kind of grind to, you know, see what could happen next? Yeah. uh, So when I came home, I don't think like America was taking COVID that serious yet. Oh. And then it was like probably like, a couple of weeks later where um, everything back in America started shutting down at that time too. So there was not nothing to do. You couldn't really go to, there wasn't no gyms or nothing open. So it was just, it was a, it was a weird time. Mm-hmm. And then now having uh with some areas still opening back up, uh, you got a chance to go overseas again, this time in Slovakia. Yeah. With a team called Levice? Levice. So what was kind of, what's this new team like? And uh, what's what are some of the goals that you guys have for this season especially you know COVID still being kind of a big thing sort of but with everything how are you and the team holding up our team that team was a a winning team the goal was to win the championship that year um some of some of my teammates from that team is probably some of my favorite teammates that I ever had had a it was like a, a family-oriented or, club. They they make sure you have everything you need. Um, surprisingly, the food the food they gave us was good every day. Um, it was just like everything was like closed except for the food markets and a couple things and probably like the mall or something like that. 
but mostly it was just it was just basketball. Um, we played with no fans through the whole season until the champ. We did make it to the championship, like the last two games. That's when um, everything in Slovakia started opening back up, and you could have fans at the games. We ended up losing the championship on a a bad call to me. So it, that one that one stung a little bit, but overall we had a successful season. And then now, are you still with um, the Vise or with a new no. pro club? Yeah, right now I'm in Romania. With a uh, uh, program? Yeah. With Fukshani. I play, I play for Fukshani in, in Romania in my sixth year. And how are you liking this new setup that you have now with a new program and a new country, not only at that. It's, it's a, it's a grind, you know, but there's some very good teams in this league and very good competition for if You know what I'm saying? If, if you do well, you should move up in the rankings yourself for a better job and whatnot. But it's overall, it's, it's a good league over here. That's good to hear. So I'm glad to hear, you know, throughout your path, you know, you still made the most out of the situation that you've been given and, you know, taking it day by day with what and everything like that. Yeah, man, I'm just a, I'm a day by day guy. I figure one day at a time. Right. And I know it's hard to kind of, uh, not be able to be at home but you also have your own uh brand uh talk to me about uh uno uh, so i had i've been calling myself Jumpman uno for for a long like i wore number one my whole life and like my favorite player and stuff is michael jordan and like that's the only type of shoes i wear so i just start calling myself Jumpman uno back when i was like in high school so about four years ago, um, some a graphic designer from Pittsburgh made me a logo, a Uno logo, and I just was sitting on it for years and not doing nothing with it. And then in Slovakia, I played against a, another guy from America, and he had like a little clothing brand. And I asked him like, I asked him who made it for him and stuff like that. So he introduced me to the guy. And the guy so happened to be from Pittsburgh. I don't, it was, I don't know how the world's so small. It was, it was crazy. It's a small world, man. Yeah, like the the player, the player was from Atlanta, and I'm playing against him in Slovakia. And the guy that does the clothes and stuff is from my city. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's crazy. So, uh, I linked up with the guy, and we're good friends. We're good friends to this day right now, and his um his clothing his clothing business is called uh Boosted Boosted Clothing, and he kind of brings in athletes and and makes their their clothes or whatever, mm-hmm. and sells make the make their website and and uh, ships it and everything for them, and I just gave him my logo and. 
we just made it happen from there. And the rest is history. Yeah. So it's good to hear that, you know, the story behind your merch, as well as being able to get the opportunity to kind of brand it out as well. And people can go on your page and find the link for it, right? You can go on my Instagram. The The link is right in the bio. Twitter, my name is John Man Uno. The link is in the bio. So it, it's, it's pretty easy. Yep. So, guys, make sure to go check that out when you get the chance. And my last question to you is, what advice would you give a high school hooper wanting to play at the college level? Uh, continue, continue to work. Be able to take uh, constructive criticism. Because, you know, when you're young and, and somebody's screaming at you, it's, it's kind of hard to hear it and kind of hard to keep your composure, at least – <laughs> at least for me it was so be able to take constructive criticism pick pick a school that benefits you and you know where you're you can play because you know some some uh some young guys pick schools or young guys girls pick schools with the big names and it don't benefit them and they they never get to see the floor they just picked it because of the name of the school Mm-hmm. So I would say follow somebody that give you good advice. Uh, follow your heart, and it should work out. Just keep your head down, take it one day at a time, keep working. That's some great advice, man. All right, uh, and I want to thank you, Henri, for taking the time to come on the show, man. I appreciate you for having me, man. No problem. See, if, I, if I achieve some more stuff now, I, I'll come back and let you know. <laughs> no problem, man. And guys, make sure to check him out on Instagram. It's Jumpman Uno, correct? Yeah. Jumpman Uno, as well as his merch line, Uno. So looking forward to seeing the progress you make and the, the you know, how you do overseas, man. Looking forward to it. I appreciate it. No problem. All right, guys, we'll be right back with more Hoop Jacks. Stay tuned. And welcome back, guys. So I want to thank Henri for taking the time to come on the show. And, guys, make sure to check him out and his uh, journey through overseas, playing with so many different teams. He's currently out in Romania. So be on the lookout for him. I'm looking forward to seeing the future that he has overseas basketball. Um, And also, guys, make sure to check out his brand, Uno, on Boosted Biz through the website and through the app and through their page on Instagram. Uh, Boosted Biz does a great job with promoting college athletes all over the country, as well as even the pros themselves. So make sure to check out Boosted Biz when you get the chance. Also, we always have, you know, our fun little fun with Danos. And we can't get enough of Danos. And we love Danos so much that we're giving We always like to give them their segment for our Danos Lost and Found. And... Kind of breaking news in the Dano seasoning world. I don't know Ooh. if you've seen it yet, but on December 1st, there's a new flavor. Ooh. Dano's Hot Chipotle. Oh, my now, goodness. I've already I've seen a video. You... <laughs> of, he takes beef and pork, grinds it up, seasons it with this hot Chipotle and makes meatballs. Oh, my God. I can't wait to do it. 
You, mean, you've already you've already pre-ordered the, the, the uh, yeah show. i'm getting i know it. you've already pre-ordered it we you're like, to, you're like the people who pre-order who like wait for a video game where they're like new shoes you like screw, screw that i'm a pre-order seasoning i've got my pokemon cards pre-ordered for new sets coming out and i've got my dano seasoning pre-order people who listen to our show are gonna be like y'all talk basketball but why does the one dude always want to talk about pokemon cards <laughs> It's, it's like, hey, is, <laughs> you know what? You have Pokemon. I watch My Hero Academia. So yeah, you we can't. All we, we all have our quirks. So you just can't. We love sports, but we also like other things in the process. You can't just get mad at us. Don't don't yeah. get mad at. Hate the game. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. But yeah, we we've got a new season coming out December first. Check out the website. Make sure you get your bottle. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be Dan good. It's gonna be Dano Dan good. Dano's good. Mm, that even sounds good. I kind of want to buy some. Yeah, my chance. mouth is watering. Just like, <laughs> I have to go so after. we have our fun Dan lost and found segment and lost right now. And even I am like hurt by this. Like you know me, it's like when I when I joke with you about the Heat, you mess with me about the Lakers. Oh, the Lakers are in lost right now. Yeah, and it hurts to say it, lost. but I'm I'm hurt because they are lost because they shouldn't be nine and nine. On paper, this team is so good. On pa- no, what well, this? I was gonna make a joke about this life. This lineup reminds me of this year's Super Bowl lineup. You know how this year's lineup is Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Snoop. Uh, who else? Yo, ten years ago. So, so ten years ago, that lineup would have been amazing. Just like this Lakers team, ten years ago, this team would have won a championship. Ten years ago, this this Lakers team is going eighty-two and zero. Ten years, yeah, this Lakers team was go. This this Lakers team was gonna break the seventy-two the seventy-two win se- season. That was ten years. Yeah, but now it's like, oh, it's like the hottest team of two thousand and nine. Or 2012. But they're just definitely lost. They are. And I really hope people get that joke because, you know, this team, these players, if they, this team was together 10 years ago, I also would have felt like that's when, you know, the payback would have happened when we didn't get Chris Paul. I mean, this team is underachieving greatly exactly like that. Um, Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, Kobe team. Yeah, very underperforming. Even that team, I felt, could have won a title. And we now that we've established that the Lakers are lost, who is found? So, found uh, is Alvin Gentry's next head coaching job. You know, he's he had his time with New Orleans. It wasn't great because, you know, New Orleans is not a hot spot for the top no free agents, but getting a spot with Sacramento, he's got players he could work with, like Buddy Heald, De'Aaron Fox, even Harrison Barnes, you know, and Willie Cauley Stein. He's got players who can we can work with. I'm not saying that they're a you know playoff team, unless you know they want to make that tenth spot. But you know, with him at the helm, I could see them improving to where they are, especially since last year they only had 31 wins. And right now, gosh, I don't even want to know where they're at right now. It's, it's tough to be worse 
than what they are. But he's so right, so they're at six and eleven. So they're 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 one and a half games back from the tenth spot, which is it's surprising. Not it's not bad, but it's not you know he, he's in a good situation to take over. Like there's no is. pressure, there's no expectation. The only thing is, he just doesn't have to be worse. No. If he wins he, a couple more games, then what they Luke can get Walton that tenth did, spot. They get that tenth spot. He's probably going to get signed as the head coach. So, do you see Walton getting another job in the NBA, or would we better see him in college? I think he'll take an assistant coaching job. I don't okay. think he. I don't think he'll be a head coach. Not even at the college level. Maybe at the college level, but if he want, if he stays in the NBA, I think he's going to be an assistant coach. Yeah, I just he head coaching job and the spot that he had is. I mean, he had a he had a gig with what the Lakers. He had a, he had a gig there, and then he had you know the Kings, and it just was not working out. But, Did he come straight from player to assistant coach? Yeah. See, he played as a player 2003 to 2012 with the Lakers, 2012 to 2013 with the Cavs, and he coached Memphis Tigers as an assistant in 2011. So he, in his, I don't know how so, no, this worked 2000, out. No, 2011 was that lockout year. Lockout year, Okay. I remember that. I was really confused. I remember that because that was that was the lockout year. That season ended. No, that season started late. It started later, ended early. He started in player development with the Los Angeles Defenders in 2013. Then he went to the Warriors for a few years. Then he went to the Lakers, and then Kings. Yeah. So. Who knows what'll happen, Alvin Gentry? I hope you have a good run. I mean, you can't do any worse. Yeah, it'd be real hard to do worse. Really hard. But now we got to our fun little mindful moment segment where anything that's been going on, I kind of talked about it earlier. I'm finally, you know, me and my wife are finally moving into our own apartment. You know, it's tough. You know, now we're gonna be losing money because of the rent and everything like that. But you know, finally having that, you know, opportunity to just come home. And hopefully nobody yelling at me unless it's, you know, my wife saying, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. But, you oh, know, yeah, that, that honeydew list is about to get real. Long. That honeydew list is going to get real long. But, you know, that, that's, that's the price we pay. It is. So um, my mindful moment is especially we've come to our thanks, Thanksgiving time, you know, be able to spend time with your loved ones, spend time with your family because, you know, be thankful for every day because some people don't some people don't get that opportunity to wake up every day. Some people don't know when it's, you know, time to pay the debt. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where I'm at with mine. I, I you know, I, I spent the weekend with my family. We drove in on Friday, stayed in Bluefield overnight with some friends, and then spent all Saturday and Sunday with our family and Especially this time of year, if you've got that opportunity, make sure you do it. Make yeah. sure you spend time with your family. So, yeah, I think right now we're taking the time, especially this week. So, 
that's it for a mindful moment. And also for this week, we will not have an episode on Friday due to the holiday break. You know, I know you're all sad, but, you know, we want to be able to spend time with our families and our loved ones. And I think you guys need to do the same. So there will not be an episode Friday, but come Monday, we will have another episode. So and I think this will be good for, you know, all of us to kind of reflect and also spend time with our loved ones. You dig? Yeah, just take time with your family. Yeah, but that's going to be it for our show, guys. I want to thank, you know, everyone for supporting. You know, Jake is always taking the time from his busy schedule to come on the show. I know, you know, when we first started, I was trying to look, I was looking at people to ask and, you know, even though Jake and I weren't that close, I mean, we went to different schools, but we weren't that close, but I knew that we were close enough to where we were good friends. You know, this journey that we've been on, it's been a fun journey. It's been an interesting journey, but a fun journey nonetheless. Still just getting started. I know. We have a long way to go. Um, but I want to thank Henri Wade Chap- Chapman for co- Chapman for coming on the show. I uh, hope he does well this season in Romania as well as, you know, his overseas journeys. I want to thank um, Danos as well because, you know, Danos is an amazing seasoning and being able to kind of partner with them and work with them. And, you know, Jake and Testua, he's, you know, the, their biggest fan. I am one of their top fans on Facebook. I'm, I I would not be surprised. You know, I bet you... <laughs> I bet you subscribe to Dano's Digest. I, I have the top fan badge on Facebook. I, I bet Dano's Digest. You're like on the cover with a, two bottles of Dano seasoning, <laughs> smiling from cheek to cheek like the Joker. Exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, guys. So make sure if you guys want to support, hit that support button. Any form of donation would help, as well as you know, listening to the show because any type of listening. Listen gets us a step closer to trying to brand and partner with any of our uh, the anchor sponsors as well, and we're working hard to get up there. So be able to make sure you listen to all our episodes are good. You know, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't think you know we would have given up a long time ago. We didn't feel like we had anything going. Mm-hmm. But um, thank you guys so much again. Enjoy. Have a happy Thanksgiving. And spend have a happy holiday break, rest, spend time with family, and you know, kind of reflect on what you want the new year to look like because we're getting close to New Year's, so that's gonna be what you want to accomplish in 2022. Because even though the year this has been a long, you know, year, you know, time is short, you know, because at any like we said, you know, every day is is a lucky day because other people don't get that chance. The year went by fast. Really? For you, it went by me. It went slow. This year flew by for me. Oh, it went, felt like it was slow for me. But I mean, I've moved States. I've had two different jobs. Like it been so much going on this year. Yeah. But yeah, guys, so make sure to keep checking us out and supporting the channel. Remember, don't be a bystander, be a hooper and keep balling. Peace.